Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the best show on the internet. This is the RR Show. We're jumping in something just a little bit different today. We're jumping into r slash entitled people on episode 147. Don't forget, if you'd like a little bit more, check out our Patreon. There is bonus episodes over there. But without further ado, my people, grab your tea, your popcorn, and let's jump into it. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Glad you could join me here today. Our first story from this new subreddit is from Just Call Me Phil. Entitled host tries to keep me from eating at a nice restaurant. So, my wife, Zena and I, made a reservation for a very nice restaurant that opened up in January. However, due to it being posh, new, and apparently having excellent food, me wifey and myself had to wait until last week in order to get a spot there. So we got a babysitter, we got a nurse for my granny-in-law, and got all doled up to go. We took the wife's car and since it's brand new she didn't want anyone but herself to drive it. So she dropped me off at the door and went to park the car. Now, it is important to note that we did call earlier and confirm the reservation, so the host was there. Now, I am well dressed up, nice suit, nice haircut, clean shaven, shiny shoes, looking like a man of culture and not the tradesman I normally am. I guess at this point I should mention that I am not fully white. I'm Irish-American on my dad's side, but more importantly, I'm also half Cuban. That comes from my mum's side. While I do mostly look like my father, I have darker skin, brown eyes, and black hair like my mother's side of the family. From the way the host looked at me, I just knew this was going to be a problem. He had the face of a man that was witnessing a dog taking a dump on the carpet, and scrunched his nose up like he was smelling its shit. I was thinking I should wait for my wife, since the reservation was under both of our names. But he spoke first. Uh, can I help you? His tone clearly stated that he didn't even want to look at me. Me while trying to pretend not to notice. Yeah, there's a reservation under Phil and Zena. The entitled host looked at his list. He was clearly not reading it. Um, no, I don't see your names here. Now, I've experienced this sort of crap my entire life, so I try to remain as polite and professional as possible. Check again. My wife called and confirmed the reservation. He checks again, shaking his head. No, there is no one here under that name. Maybe you and your wife are at the wrong restaurant? 
Yeah, I knew arguing with this guy wasn't going to get me anywhere, so I just wished him a good evening, turned around, and walked right outside. Zena was just about to enter the building as I was coming out. Hey, what's the matter? So I explained about how racism was being a pain again, and she sighed. Oh, well, what do you want to do? Well, we got the reservation and a night to ourselves. I want to try the food here, and I refuse to let that snot get in the way of that. So you go in, confirm the reservation, and then I'll come in. I hate to say it, but it's a tactic we had used in the past in order to get into restaurants. I should mention that my wife is white, hence why we did this. Most cases, it's just the host that gives us the problem. If it's the service as a whole, we would leave and leave a poor review. Still, it's fun in a way. It's still fun to see my wifey going, get us our table, and then me walking in to sit with her. The host looked like he swallowed something really sour as I sat down across from my wife. I half expected him to say something, but he just turned his head away. The service was lovely. The waiter we had was polite and quick, and the food was wonderful. But every so often, the entitled host would look over at us and just frown. I saw him turn away two more couples that weren't up to his standards. Well, our evening was still wonderful. Despite the nasty looks we got, we still enjoyed our food. Of course, my wife called the owners and let them know what the host tried to do to us. She let the owners know that she will not tolerate such intolerance from a man that was turning away business. She added that such a host would eventually cause the restaurant to get a terrible reputation, and they would get into a lot of trouble over it. Well, one week later, I was talking to some neighbors and found out that the entitled host was no longer working there. Rumor has it he turned away over 200 customers, not sure if it was true or not, and got fired over this. They hired someone that was much nicer, though Zena and I won't find out until November when we go back again. Still, it's not the first time, nor the last time, that this will happen to me. Yet it's still nice to see racist people like that get wrecked in the end. Our next story is from Brother P. Pass the pepper, goddammit! Entitled customer steals from my table. I like fresh ground pepper. My wife likes fresh ground pepper. My friends like fresh ground pepper. I particularly like it on my weekly Sunday breakfast, which, as it happens, takes place in the same local neighborhood diner as it has for the last 10 years. Alas, this diner deploys simple pepper shakers, inadequate for our sophisticated tastes, so we bring our own purse-sized mill. This diner, I should further point out, is generally patronized by regulars each Sunday morning, and we're on a smile-and-wave basis with most of them. As usual, this past Sunday we were enjoying our breakfast, talking, laughing over stupid jokes, the usual. At this table to our immediate right was a couple of about mid-fifties, same as us, but unfamiliar to us, not regulars, and the man had a loud voice, so loud, in fact, that he made our conversation a little difficult. During a lull in our conversation, I heard him say, Pass the pepper! My friends then mentioned that they're going for a bike ride later and wondered if we'd like to join them. I thought it over, and just as I was about to answer, I heard the scraping of a chair from the next table. Suddenly, the man with the loud voice was looming over our table. I say, pass the pepper, goddammit! He barked, and reached across the table to grab my pepper mill. 
A cacophony of protest, surprise, queries, and exclamations followed. I managed to block his hand and looked up at him. Uh, hey, what are you doing? I demanded. My friend, a very mild-mannered and gentle man, jumped to his feet and squared up. Pepper! The man snarled again. What is so hard to understand? I quickly slid the pepper mill off the table and into my pocket. Then I, too, stood up. The pepper? I asked. You mean my pepper? That isn't the communal pepper. What the fuck is wrong with you? He shouted. I want a goddamn pepper! At this point, his wife slash girlfriend slash companion, quicker on the uptake, realized his mistake and tried to get his attention. Roy, Roy, sit down. It's not Roy, Roy, listen. She tried, but Roy, doubling down and in high dungeon, was not to be denied. Get that fucking pepper out of your pocket and hand it over now. Eyes were uncomfortably on us. Other tables were watching this play out in surprise and shock. At this point, a server approached with her arms full of someone else's breakfast. Hey guys, I'm not sure what's going on, but I have hot food here coming through. As she passed, Roy shouted again, but this time threw his hands in the air in a what-the-hell gesture. It all happened in a blur before the server could duck. She was covered in sunny-side-up eggs, home fries, and sausages. Roy! What the hell? Hey, watch out, oh no, and a dozen other exclamations from onlookers erupted all at once. Fuck! Roy shouted. See what you fucking did! His wife had scrambled to her feet to assist the server who dropped the second plate as well. My wife also got up to help, and the owner, Donna, a sweet-faced 65-year-old, suddenly emerged from the kitchen. What is going on? She said, alarmed. Everyone started talking at once, and Roy, Alpha Roy, shouted over everyone. Oh, this arsehole, indicating to me, wouldn't pass me that pepper! He roared. Donna gaped uncomprehendingly at him for a moment. She looked at the mess on the floor, the now red-faced and furious Roy, the other customers, and then at me. Uh, what? There's pepper on your table. Roy? His wife screamed again. Apologize now and sit down. It's my pepper mill, I said again. Not the restaurant's. Fucking idiot, Roy shouted. Why didn't you say something, asshole? I laughed out loud and looked with amazed surprise at my friend. He stared straight at Roy and said in a quiet but firm voice, Listen to your wife and sit down. Donna looked around at the mess and confusion. And at this point, approximately 45 seconds had elapsed since Roy first lurched to his feet to steal my pepper. I think I'm going to have to ask you to leave, she said to Roy. I can't have this in my restaurant. Roy's wife, nearly in tears, began apologizing rapidly and repeatedly. Roy started protesting and demanding that he get to eat his breakfast. Donna, sweet-faced but tough, told him he could leave voluntarily or she would have the police assist him. Right now, his wife said. She left a wad of money on the table and grabbed his arm, pulling him towards the door. I'm so sorry, she said to Donna and the server. I guess he loves his pepper too. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see, so, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it! You stumped this charming devil! This next one is from Sleeve Gonzalez. 
Aunts and uncles cleaned out Grandpa's safety deposit box. Grandpa, 99, decides to go to his old town and move his gold, 28 ounces, from his safety deposit box because he wants it in a bank closer to where he lives now with his oldest daughter. After an aunt evicted him from his old house by changing the alarm code while he was camping. Aunt, his daughter, asks why he's going to town and he responds he wants to go to the bank. She says, why don't you write uncle, his son a check and he'll handle whatever you need. Uncle has signing authority to aid with financial dealings because Grandpa thought when he died they would have an easier time with accessing financial stuff. Grandpa says he wants to go move his gold from bank to a closer bank. Aunt gets uncomfortable but says nothing. Aunt and uncle's angry that Grandpa bought a camping trailer this year for 10k. Aunt has previously told oldest daughter that she shouldn't drive Grandpa in his truck because it's part of the estate. Grandpa hasn't driven since about 2020. After Grandpa and oldest daughter get to town, uncle tells oldest daughter that the safety deposit box is empty because they, other adult children of Grandpa except oldest daughter and possibly oldest son, thought he mentioned wanting to sell. So they took it and sent it to uncle on the coast so he could sell it. They didn't tell Grandpa and let him continue to think his deposit box was fine. Grandpa says, get it back here. What were you thinking? He's extremely hurt because he feels they only care about the money. He already gave them all 50k about 10 years ago. Grandpa calls youngest uncle and asks for his money back. Uncle angrily says it will be back in two weeks. Grandpa says, why not bring it to the reunion in August? And uncle says, I don't think I'll ever need to see you again after this. Like he's the one who's been robbed and embarrassed. Our next one is from Dramatic Move 8793. Confronted my Karen neighbor about continued harassment. My neighbor, Laurie, from across the street has been harassing me about my dog since I moved in two months ago. She has left a note on my door. She has left a bag of dog food with instructions on how to feed my dog. She has let my dog loose twice. She's trespassed onto my property to feed my dog on numerous occasions. I finally had it after Animal Control came to my house today to check on the malnourished state of my dog and I collected paperwork necessary to file for a PPO. It's rather insulting. My dog is not malnourished by any means. But she is skinny. She's a husky and only weighs 36 pounds. But she's only one and the vet says she's healthy. I took the evidence, printed pictures and screenshots across the street and I told Laurie, the vet says my dog is healthy and I would appreciate if the harassment stops. And the woman acted as though she didn't even know what I was talking about. What harassment? I, I'm not harassing you. So I pulled out my papers. I said, I have a picture here of the bag of dog food you left on my porch, and I have evidence that you trespassed onto my property. She stuttered a bit, then said, Oh, the dog food? No, there was just extra I had. I continued with, You're 65 years old and have no business trespassing onto my property to feed my dog. She said, uh, yeah, I do. Animal control was just at your house, and they said your dog was malnourished. Your dog's always yipping and yapping, and you don't ever do anything about it. I informed her that I do run with my dog rather frequently, that the vet says my dog is healthy, 
and then I called her a B-word and told her to get a hobby. It felt empowering, but now I have a sign in my front yard that reads, No trespassing, Laurie. I think we've got just enough time to sneak one more in. Posted by Soap World TWT. Old man demands a specific seat on the train. Gets a tad racist when denied. Since my last train story seemed to be entertaining, I'll have another one. This happened around a month ago on my commute back home. The train was pretty full, but considering the current state of public transport in Germany, it was rather empty compared to usual. Only a few people standing by choice, a good amount of empty seats. I sat down next to a nice lady. On my rides, there was this very gorgeous girl, Gigi, I'd guess around 25, using two seats. She had a huge suitcase that clearly didn't fit into the luggage compartment overhead. For obvious safety reasons, it's forbidden to keep luggage in the walkway. Around five minutes after departure, an older man, OM, with a suitcase walked between us and stopped to lift his suitcase into the luggage compartment right above the girl. He then stood there, facing her, as if waiting for something. I watched the scene, confused. Clearing his throat, he asked her to move her suitcase so that he could sit down. The following conversation is paraphrased, since it's been a while since it happened. Uh, uh, please move your luggage so people could use this seat. I'm sorry, but I can't leave it in the walkway. Then put it in the luggage compartment like everybody else. It doesn't fit. It really didn't. The suitcase was at least twice as big as the luggage that could fit in there. The old man's suitcase was tiny compared to hers. Don't be ridiculous, mine fits, so yours should too. I'm sorry, it won't fit. There are quite a few free seats though. She points to at least five empty seats in our section. One of them is literally two rows behind her. Stupid girl, can't you see I've already put my suitcase in the luggage compartment here? Then move it to the empty seat. Or leave it here, it's only two rows away. No one will touch it. No, I want to sit here. So move your suitcase now. With every back and forth, the OM got louder and louder. At this point, our entire section was watching the scene unfold. One nice man decided to get involved. Sir, you need to calm down. Just take one of the free seats. It's obvious she can't move the suitcase. Keep your nose out of other people's business. How dare you? With the way you're yelling and making a scene, you're making it our business. The girl, clearly uncomfortable, decided to just ignore the situation to not escalate it. But that only made it worse. Don't ignore me, young lady. Who do you think you are? Sitting there, dressed like a slut? You need to respect your elders. To get respect, you need to give respect. Why the fuck should I respect someone like you? At this point, the old man reached an extreme volume level. He was screaming from the top of his lungs, demanding the seat. Other people got involved. It was a yelling contest, a heated back and forth, until the man pulled out his last resort. Racism. I wouldn't have assumed the girl was any other nationality than German because you couldn't really tell if she was anything else. 
Not that it would have been important anyways, but for some reason the man deemed her non-German. He started yelling the usual racist comments you'd expect. Go back to your own country. Scum like you shouldn't disrespect us Germans like this. But the one that really caught everyone off guard was, You are in Germany. Speak German, whore. The girl spoke perfect German, accent-free, dialect-free. The old man, on the other hand, spoke with a strong dialect, Bavarian. Everyone involved ate that up immediately, turning the table on him. And you're an NRW. Speak high German or colonial, you prick. This whole thing went on for a good while, up until the old man started kicking against the girl's suitcase before trying to pull it out into the walkway, swinging his arms at the girl in the process. Multiple people stood up at that, getting between the old man and the girl. We threatened to call the police for assault, and that finally seemed to do the trick. Pissed off, furious, the man grabbed his suitcase, accidentally hissing himself with it, and stormed off into another section of the train, all the while yelling profanities and racist comments. The poor girl was visibly shaken up by the whole thing, but everyone calmed down as soon as he left. You guys don't belong here! Go back to your own podcasts! At least until the next episode, thank you very much for listening, guys. I hope to see you on the next one. In the meantime, take care and peace out. enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookyScienceSisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you, and stay spooky. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.